trust the movement I negate the chaos Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table Again and again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio Conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with three indivisible Ohio District 15 activists and organizers. They're all here in the studio with me here today. Indeed, they are indivisible right here together. <laughs> Welcome. The election of Trump and its aftermath of dangerous threats to democracy fuels Leah Hackleman Good's daily actions and activism. As part of the Indivisible Ohio District 15's leadership team, she traveled all over the district to connect with activists and to help organize rallies, events, and activities. She's made terrific connections with people outside the urban areas. People, quote, people that their current congressman doesn't care about, unquote. She works on many campaigns, including her own, in 2018 for county commissioner. She manages the indivisiblecolumbus.com website and earns a living through her information design business. Tina Catone found her place in Indivisible Ohio District 15 in January of 2017, and she's been an active participant leader since. She's involved in outreach to all 12 counties in Ohio 15 Congressional District. In 2018, she worked for the District 15 Congressional con Candidate and canvassed for the Ohio Coordinated Campaign from June through November 2018. She was a neighborhood canvassing trainer for 2018 Go TV or Get Out the Vote. She is the new Ohio Regional Organizing Coordinator for Swing Left. Jim Kennedy, MSW, is a retired information technology consultant, a trained and certified social worker, and an experienced social service planner and researcher. The common thread of his varied career is a concern for the well-being of and opportunities for children and families. His involvement with Buckeye State Rural is a natural outgrowth of his experience in managing child welfare service agencies, developing information technology to make social services social service agencies more efficient and effective, and performing strategic planning and program evaluations for a variety of social service sectors, including Head Start, Juvenile Justice, and Child Welfare Services. He works with the Buckeye State Rural Advisory Group to craft relevant messages to better inform the voters in the rural areas of Central Ohio. Leah and her husband, Bill, are just about everywhere when it comes to rallies for justice with large banners. Tina co-organized a recent and energized U.S. Congress candidate debate between incumbent Joyce Beatty and challenger Morgan Harper. And Jim, happy to meet you and excited to find out more about your work with Indivisible 15 and Buckeye State Rural. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So in a nutshell, why did you join Indivisible 15? Why don't we start with you, Leah? I joined when I attended a January 2017 meeting here in Columbus, and it was for Indivisible Columbus. They asked, uh, the leader um, asked for 
people in different districts to stand up. And we knew our congressional district at that point. And so we went over to the District 15 uh, organizer and talked with her and just jumped right in with both feet. Um, and, and led to me meeting Tina um, when she reached out and led to me meeting a whole bunch of people all through uh, every county in District 15. How about you, Tina? I actually sought out Indivisible after I learned of it, its existence, and I did that because I decided that I didn't want I didn't want to just sit back and complain about what was going on. I needed to be part of the solution, so I wanted to get active, and Indivisible gave me that opportunity to be active. So it's worked out really well. And you, Jim? Uh, a little bit like Tina, uh, my wife uh, Nancy and I are both members of Buckeye State Rural, and we got involved when. Uh, we saw the results of the election, like many people, and wondered how something like that could actually happen. And we were particularly concerned about the fact that rural communities were going to be damaged very severely by the Republican policies uh, that we saw coming forward and wanted to do something concrete about it. So we thought that uh, Buckeye State Rural was a good opportunity to do that. And over the last couple of years, we found that to be the case. So let's just wind up a little bit back. What is Buckeye State Rural? It is, uh, it, why don't you go ahead and give us a start, Leah? Well, Buckeye State Rural is a 527 Federal Political Action Committee, and what that means is that we're a super PAC. Um, we're founded and managed by an all-volunteer board um, that came out of, basically, Indivisible Ohio District 15. Um, we researched all of the possibilities, um, and out of that research, uh, reviewed research that Jim has, analyzed statistics and held conversations with residents about rural issues, um, particularly around um, health care and government programs. Eleven of the 12 counties in District 15 are rural counties. Tina, tell us a little bit about District 15. It's a gerrymandered district. And tell, tell us, folks, about how many counties and what, what, what's up with it. Right there, as Leah said, of the 12 counties, 11 are rural counties. I had to spend a lot of time looking at the map to actually believe that these counties were strung together for any particular reason because it starts in Franklin County, scoots along the southern edge of Franklin County, and then pretty much follows Route 33 East all the way to Athens and Athens County, and then it goes goes south toward um, part of 23 and picks up... Um, Circleville and then goes continues southwest to Clinton County in Wilmington, Ohio. And it's like a large rural area. Farming area. Yes, farming. It, if they're it, if they're lucky to have a job, then maybe they right, have a farm. Right. Yeah. It is it is a farming area, you know, in particular. It is odd that you are going from Columbus to Vinton County and somehow this is a representative district, but but it is what uh, District 15 is at this point. So we actually started focusing the most on what were the real issues that affected rural people. Uh, we were able to do some research that basically showed us that the federal programs, the ones that are key around health care, uh, Social Security, um, Medicaid, Medicare, uh, food stamps, all of these federal programs were key to rural communities and their vitality. And... What we were looking at was cuts in all of those programs. And, 
and thought, well, we need to change this conversation. We need to have rural voters basically understand what's happening in these policies, why the Republican movement against Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and all of these things are going to hurt them in their everyday lives. And um, so just take an example um, with the Affordable Care Act and the expansion of Medicaid, that brought health care at a new level to many of these rural communities. Vinton County alone has 40% of their population on Medicaid. And this is only because of Medicaid expansion. And, uh, you know, in the state, it's probably closer to 19%, 19-20% of people on Medicaid. Um, and so we wanted to get out the information, and, and we wanted to find a good way to set up these messages to rural communities so that they could begin to reexamine who are they supporting in these elections and who is actually going to help them and their communities. So we is you three, or how did you really come together to do this? This is quite a, an organization. Let's hear about how you actually decided to do this. Okay, so... In early 2017, someone reached out to a few members of Indivisible, knowing that we had mostly rural communities in our district, and this person was a rural organizer, and they did rural outreach. So they talked to us about the idea of needing a different message and ways to reach people in rural communities, and we talked about that a lot, and we did not take advantage of that opportunity to work with that person because that person would need to be paid, and there was no money and just sort of walked away from it but there was one member of our board who uh we didn't realize was still thinking about it for months and so she came back to uh some of us and said hey i i'm really do want to start thinking about doing this rural outreach so there are in addition to indivisible or as part of indivisible because we're such so diverse in in the people in our um, district that there are a lot of existing groups and there are a lot of groups that were already existing in Franklin County. We come together with those groups and we call ourselves the sister group and we discuss things that we can do together, all of us in, in 15. So this woman um, on our board now came to the sister groups and presented the idea of starting this rural pack. And we talked about it for a couple of hours. And at the end of the conversation, we decided, the, the people to whom she was presenting all decided that, yes, we would be willing to contribute small amounts of money to get this started. So once we had that agreement that we there would be some money available, then um, Leah and I and a few other people started thinking about people that might want to be a part of the pack and um, Jim and Nancy were invited and we invited a few other people. We invited more people in the end. We ended up with, I think we have nine, nine people now and four in the rural, four, no, five in a rural county and four in Franklin County. And you're all volunteers. We're all volunteers, yes. Leah, I'd like to ask, what are your main, what are your main objectives for this pact, pack? We want main objectives. We want to change the conversation in rural Ohio. Um, our mission statement is 
to change the conversation in rural Ohio to promote progressive policies and candidates. And after um, we spoke as a group and kind of winnowed down our focus, we decided that billboards were probably the best way to reach rural voters. We talked about and investigated and researched radio, um, traditional radio. We looked at television ads, which were clearly out of the bounds of reason. Um, We also looked at digital, but the thing about our counties is that we only have about 40% coverage for broadband in the rural counties. For example, I live south of Lancaster, and I finally just got broadband access last year, mm. and my business is completely online. Mm. So that was one of the the structures that we had to work around was that um, there, there's just not a lot of desktop internet access people are accessing with their phone. So we started thinking about, well, people are going in and out of Columbus from the south and from the east. Um, What about billboards? And we looked into the cost and the reach, and we decided that billboards were going to be our primary means of of communication. We do have a website. It's BuckeyeStateRural.com. And we have a Twitter account and a Facebook account under Buckeye State Rural. Um, So we do do some digital outreach. But all of our money right now um, goes into simply purchasing billboards to get the message out that democratic policies are what supports rural communities. Well, I know by um, purchasing billboards for some of my former um, campaigns that they're not cheap. But if there's not someone that wants to buy it the next month, you can keep it up longer than a month. Have you found that there are opposing factors that are buying your um, billboard space so that your space ends after a month? No, uh, I think we've been pretty fortunate. We've worked with some companies that are very uh, cooperative with us. And uh, we do, we've done a lot of advanced planning on how we identify locations and how we match our contributions to what we're able to put out on the billboards. So in our first year, which was basically for the 2018 election, we had five billboards out and uh, uh, had, uh, I think, about All five at the million. Same time? Uh, for the for the couple months prior to the election, and I think we had uh, almost seven million views of those billboards, and that was just with five. We learned a lot from that year about mm-hmm. how early you need to start. Just like what you said, it's very important that you lock down locations early. Mm-hmm. So we started very early this year, and this is our this is really our phase for pushing you know getting contributions into the pack because this is when we need to lock down the billboards. And we're focused again, as we uh, as we did in the first time, on the uh, central, south, uh, southern Ohio counties to try to get that message out to the rural voters. And we had five in 2018. We expect to at least have 25 billboards out there this time. Whoa! Yep. And they're not cheap. They're at least two thousand dollars a month, right. at least. But we're well on our way. We're not, well on our not way. Not in your county. No, not in the rural routes that we're looking at. Oh, good. Um, they're about half that cost. If we wanted to be on a major highway like seventy, mm-hmm. um, they would be up there. But right. right now, we're focusing on the commuter routes. Well, yeah, I think the visual is so important, and especially the day after day driving by it. And I've looked at your billboards on your website, and they're simple. And straightforward, why don't you tell us some of the messages on your billboards? 
Well, Leah is our is our billboard designer, so we give her an awful me. lot of credit <laughs> yeah. for us being able to actually yeah. put this message out. Uh-huh. So uh, th- this time, uh, in 2018, we focused very much on healthcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an original billboard that had a number of issues on it, but it was actually too busy for a too billboard. Too busy. Mm-hmm. So, so this time, what we're going to do is we're going to rotate messages. So it's going to be the same common design, uh, emphasizing the couple of points, which is... One, there's only one solution to your problems this time, and that's voting democratic, because these are the policies that will help you. And then we identify the issue that is affecting them, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, workers, uh, the planet because of climate change, uh, and healthcare as our original message. And we are going to rotate these in different billboards. And like I said, I think we'll have 20 to 25, maybe even more, depending on how much support we get around uh, uh, from groups and individuals. And we're going to get these up so that they basically tell the story to rural rural um, voters that you need to think differently this time when you go into the, into the polls and vote for your better life. Don't just vote for images. Vote for what will improve your lives and, and your communities. Have you – oh, this is uh, Grassroot Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and it is WGRN.org, 94.1 FM. And I'm talking with Leah Hackleman-Good and Tina Catone and Jim Kennedy. And they're with um, Indivisible 15 Rural State – Buckeye Rural State. Buckeye Com. Rural State. Yep. <laughs> Got Thanks. Um, I have a question about the top concerns of your rural community in District 15, and has their representative um, been con- been you know addressing these concerns? Uh, what we what we found, uh, particularly in 2018, was that our representative uh, barely spends uh, a minute in some of the more rural counties. Who and is again, your representative? Steve Stivers. Okay. And the, the reason for that is really pretty obvious. Um, when, when the gerrymandered districts came into play in, after the last census, the, the, the districts, even the, the couple that they gave to Democrats, became so solidified for whoever was in office that, that there's virtually no need to, to listen to the opposition, and there's not even any need to listen to your own constituents, your own people, because in essence, you're guaranteed election. Hmm. So what we found is that Steve Stivers is not even being responsive to responsive to Republicans. You, you look at what's happening at the federal level. You know, when you have 80, 90 percent of the people who want something done about guns and yet our Congress can do nothing. I mean, what does that tell you? That tells you that even their own constituents are not able to have influence over them. And that's what's happened with the gerrymandering across Ohio and several other states. Uh, so what we found is. There's, a, there's actually a vacuum of anyone talking to the, to the rural voters. There's a vacuum that, that the message that your communities are going to be damaged when health care is undermined by the Republican policies. You're going to lose your providers, you're going to lose your jobs, and you're going to lose your health care. And this is something that happens to rural communities that doesn't even happen in the metropolitan areas. So that's why our message is, is uh, honed in on those particular topics that we think really affect these people. So how will you know if these billboards and these images are actu- actually having an impact on the rural um, um, 
folks that live in District 15? Well, the short answer is we don't have a good way to measure that impact. And that's true of many parts of media. Um, You can count Facebook views and things like that, but that doesn't really tell you the impact. And so with billboards, we rely on the fact that Columbus area commuters spend about 47 minutes on their weekday commute. And most marketing research shows that people remember what they see on billboards, especially if they see it more than once. Um, They see it daily, and especially if they see it in more than one place. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, that's actually true for younger people too. Um, People in Smaller uh, regions with fewer billboards are likely to remember those, and people ages late 20s to early 30s are more likely to see and remember billboards. So we don't have a good way to measure it, um, but we do believe that it has an impact and has a cumulative impact. So I don't believe that's probably your only um, tactic. Do you have events? Do you have um, educational events? Do you have... Um, get out the vote? Or is it really just right now focused on the image and the ideas and um, getting the word out? So right now it is focused on the billboards. We have had fundraisers are the only kind of events we have. Our difficulties are that everyone is very busy with jobs and or other activists events and things that we all need to do. So it's hard for us to find the time to organize these things, and then it's difficult to get people to attend. And part of what we've learned in rural communities is there might be a lot of Democrats there, but they're not necessarily comfortable coming out in public and you know waving the flag and saying, hey, I'm a Democrat, because it's not necessarily acceptable in their communities. Right, right. And we're all involved in a number of different activities and groups. So, right. so like when, when we formed this PAC, um, and like every group, we sat around talking for a long time, but then we, we decided with um, our ability to get contributions and our own funds, what could we do that would have a very concrete, visible uh, impact? And we came to the billboards. And they uh, it proved that they, uh, they did have an impact, we believe, in 2018. And we know with where we're headed this time, we're going to have a great impact in these communities of certainly bringing awareness oh, yeah. to, the Repu- to the Republican policies and how it's harming these folks. And we believe it will have a real impact on the voting. And I just want to add, we have made a commitment to put every dollar that we possibly can spend into billboards. We don't pay ourselves. We don't pay designers. We don't pay an accountant. We have a volunteer accountant. So we can say to our contributors, you're buying the billboard. Um, And one of the nice things is that people have a very concrete thing that they can point to that's very public, very large and visible, and they can say, I own part of that billboard. I made sure that it happened. Yeah, I found that when um, we started off with radioactive waste alert about frack waste dumping, we um, put a GoFundMe um, up and we showed a picture of what we were going to put up. And we Mm. got money because it was a, a... a tangible um, sign and something they could see and something they, that was, you know, not just like we need money, but it was something they could, we could actually get done. And uh, yeah. Right. yeah. And, and that's one of the things that we're thinking about this year too. 
we're reaching out to other progressive groups in the region, um, both inside and outside of District 15, so that groups themselves who may be less formally organized can raise funds and buy their own billboard through us so that we can put a billboard in their county or in their city um, that they have raised funds for and use our PACs as a way to, to do that. And we're willing to do that statewide. So any groups up uh, north, down south, whatever, if they contact us through our website. Which is? BuckeyeStateRural.com. What is it? BuckeyeStateRural.com. Okay. And um, just contact us, indicate that your group wants to uh, raise funds and put a billboard up in your area, and we'll work with you to get that done. Uh, because this is an Ohio issue. The interesting thing this year is that we know a number of people now out of state who are interested in making sure that Ohio flips because it is a key state. So we're even getting contributions from Connecticut and all, all sorts of states, uh, Texas and wherever, people who know Ohio is key to this upcoming election. So um, again, statewide and even even outside of the state, uh, we're we're a good place to put your money to get a very concrete impact on the election and very targeted and very cl- clean and simple. Um, the messages, like you were saying, you rotate, but each billboard has just basically one message on it and like medicare or or, um social security um different so um i feel it's powerful and it's good to learn about this like i had all these ideas about um questions about farms and i don't know if you even you know talk with the farmers about the specifics of their farming but like uh, issues like climate change um, monocrops, renewable energy on farm fields, pipelines through farms, industrial hemp. Do you have conversations with the, these folks on these issues, or is it mostly about um, more progressive, democratic, um, basic issues? Well, those are, in fact, uh, in our minds, those are progressive issues. Right. And I think that's the thing that's been so kind of upside down about everything is that when you look at what the progressive issues are, it's not just around health care and Social Security and big federal programs. It's about the policies and the philosophy of what we're doing in this country, particularly as it affects people in those rural areas. Farmers are the, obviously the first people being drastically affected by climate change with the wild seasons and the rain issues. The rain. And, oh, it's just, it's just crazy. They're not, they're not only sort of the target of the problem right now, but they're also the target of the solution. So, um, yeah, we believe, again, bringing the awareness that, that we, we and our party are the people who want to do the right things for them, uh, that that is where the conversation needs to begin because they're being very, very badly harmed by what's happening to our environment and what's happening with climate change, and that needs to stop. Yes, Tina. So we have recently discovered that a good way for us to move forward is what Jim was describing earlier, to have a group come in and say, hey, we'd like to put up a billboard, we'll pay for it, and then we take it from there and do the work. I want to make it clear that people that do that with us, they get to pick their message you know they can pick social security or they can pick health care we'll have a list of of ones we we don't pick that for them it can be whatever not whatever they want it can be what they want that is of what we're offering i see yeah so if they want to put a billboard in their um in their farm field then they contact you at your website which is buckeye state rural dot 
org or com, com. Dot com and then they can work with you and you let them know how much it's going to cost and how and when when they can let it happen have it happen yeah that's right what about working with the kids 4h future farmers of america have you had any interaction with um the young um future farmers yet no, they're not. They're not thinking no, we about ha- the we haven't yet. yet. No, the, I think one of the things that we found for our pack, and sort of separate from all the different other activities we do individually, with the pack, we realized that we only had so much resource, uh, so uh, we can't do a whole lot of that kind of contact. All right. Well, we have like twenty more seconds. Do, is there a word of advice or a word of um, a request that you have for our listeners, Leah? Um, I'd like you to support Buckeye State Rural, especially if you're already in a blue area. A lot of areas in Columbus, for example, you know that your Democratic uh, representative is going to be reelected, that you're going to have a Democrat, and that uh, we could siphon your funds out to the rural areas. Well, thank you so much for being with us, um, and we'll get this word out um, so that we can get these great billboards out into your communities. Thanks again. Thanks, Carolyn. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.